The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. Happy weekend, and I'm Eric Ozzes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And happy weekend right back at you. There you go. We're here. Every weekend. Every weekend. Saturdays from 2 to 3 o'clock. Whether you like it or not. That's right. You have to put up with us. <laughs> they just haven't been able to get rid of us That's yet. That's right. Sundays from yeah. 3 to 4. Yes. Look at you remembering all these things off the top of your head now. And five years of podcast <laughs> content. Over 190 episodes. That's right. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever your you preferred podcast uh, venue is. Yep. And just Google or search Open House with Team Reba. And you'll that find you us. You can. Yep. Yes. Alexa knows about us. Siri knows about us. Well, she's not that smart anyway, but, um, you know. You love to smack on Siri. Yeah. I have yeah. To, I'm going to have to say, you're going to have to be careful because one of the people I'm going to be bringing on soon, her name is actually Siri. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled different. It's S E A. R-R-I. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, that poor woman. That's got to drive her nuts. Well, hey, yeah. Hey, Siri. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay, so we just had this happen in my office. I've mentioned um, we were hiring a new licensee on our team, mm-hmm. another licensed assistant, and her name is Bebe. Yeah. And I already had this moment, her first week in the office, <laughs> and I've got, you know, my animals are in my home office, and my cat's cruising around you know cheeto right uh-huh. and all of a sudden i'm like hey baby and she's like yes <laughs> i'm like oh gosh i'm gonna have to start changing you're gonna have to I, change your nickname i'll be like kitte yeah you know <laughs> like, oh boy yeah well that's what she says is like you know back when malls were you know a place you could easily walk around in you know unlike now uh, she said frequently she would always be turning around and, like see some guy on their phone like calling his girlfriend Bebe and you know she's <laughs> oh just boy. like oh my gosh oh boy I can yeah. only imagine so um but no she's a delight we're excited to have Good. her um but yeah I'm looking forward to, we've got we, we're continuing to line up some new interesting guests the ones we have for next week oh boy super yes. stoked yes I'm uh yeah that's going to be real fun uh my my son Peter uh I give him full credit he came across uh, this this way to go Peter yeah way to go Peter um, in in Tuckwilla, Tuckwilla Station called Spice Bridge, which is mm-hmm. a global food kiosk, and there's four different stations, and then we're going to get into it next yeah, week. Yeah, and there's eight different but, companies using these four stations rotating, and oh man, I um, cannot wait for our listeners. Been there several times hear. already. And yeah, it, I can tell. It's the real deal. Yeah, no, it's really. really I know, good. and I'm jealous because I haven't been there yet, and I'm looking at the menus and the food types, and I'm just. Mm, cannot wait i'm gonna we're gonna totally field trip with team rebo over there and get some takeaway and uh (laughs) listeners definitely come back next week to hear about this because it's pretty exciting that's right we're excited about it and speaking of tasty things you want to hear about rates yeah are they tasty or they're a little sour no they're tasty yeah okay (laughs) bring it on yeah uh, we're 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 sitting right smack dab at about a fifty-two week low point uh, for mortgage rates. Seriously, which, even after we've had some amazing yeah, even ones? after all of that, which which puts it in historic, you know, category. 
Uh, rates are, are staying low. Uh, we've had a few jumps in here kind of post-election. They got a little bit skittish, but they've settled They've settled right back down. Um, when Which we, we expected because we've well, done shows on that. Yeah, we get ups and downs. You know, yeah. uh, the, um, you know the, the vaccine news causes them to rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, other sort of closures and things causes them to fall. And we're just kind of ebbing back yeah. and forth. But, but right now, for, for a conventional 30-year fixed rate loan, the national average – is 2.8% right now. Jeez. And if you look at a 15-year fixed rate, they're right around 2.375%. Uh, 2.8% for 30-year fixed rate. A year ago, that rate was over 4%. Yeah. I mean, just think of how much we've we've changed in, yeah. in the last year. No, absolutely. It's, so that's, that's the one crazy. silver lining I mean, of this crazy I never thought living. I was going to want to refinance my house because it's at 3.32. And I'm like, mm-hmm. looking at this going... Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, FHA, VA right now, 2.35%. And, um, you know, VA is is one, if if you're thinking of refinancing, mm-hmm. um, VA can be a, you, you can you can pull cash out with a VA. You can, we can lend up to 90% of the value. So if you do want to consolidate debts, things like that, mm-hmm. I think it's great. The, the one thing about VA, if, if you have any service-related disability, could be one percent. Anything that's service related, VA waives their funding fee, which which is over three percent. If you if you are refinancing, um, that's significant. It is. And so if you have any, if you're a veteran, you have any service related um, disability, um, boy, it's it's the best program out there, you know, bar none. And so definitely reach out and, and always happy to give information on that. Uh, you have to be a veteran. Um, or the surviving spouse of a veteran who might have lost their life in, in, in a military role. Um, so jumbo, 30-year fixed rates, just a nick over 3%, 3.17%, uh, also extremely respectably low right now. Uh, so rates rates in general are, are just phenomenal you know, right now. Uh, also, every year, usually it's on Black Friday where everybody else is working on yeah. on shopping and, and doing all of that. And I'm trying to avoid it. <laughs> I'm looking at the Federal Home Finance Agency because that's when they announce the loan limits uh, for the upcoming year. Loan limits change once a year. Usually it's Black Friday. This year is actually a day before Thanksgiving, so we got an extra couple days there. Uh, but um, the, the loan limits are based on 120% of the median sales price for the local uh, local areas. In Washington State, uh, the loan limit went up to 548250 for most counties except King, Pierce, and Snohomish counties, where the loan limit went up to a whopping $776,250. 776250 for a single-family home. So what that means is if your loan amount is at or below 776250 that's a conventional what we call a conventional conforming loan amount. And um, if you're above that, then you would fall into the jumbo category. So King, Pierce, Nahomish counties, 776, 250. All other counties in Washington state, that limit is 548, 250, you know, for a single family home. Uh, and then there's some higher limits for duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes. A duplex King, Pierce, Nahomish is up to 993,750. A triplex, $1,201,200, and a fourplex, $1,492,800. So that means you could buy a fourplex, it would be a conventional conforming loan amount up to almost $1.5 million. 
I well, and the thing is, counts. I can tell you, they're selling for that. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. They actually are. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah, uh, several clients that are all looking for anything from duplex to quadplex and they're definitely seeing those kinds of prices in the in this area yeah for it's sure a, it's a little bit nuts yeah um, that's, i mean that's particularly sure. in the seattle area mm -hmm. right like i still might see a, a fourplex in federal way selling for more like you know 700 to eight hundred thousand or something like that i've even seen a duplex out in enumclaw that was listed i mean it's fairly yeah. large size on each side but Sure. I even saw that one of those up, like six hundred some thousand dollars, which yeah. I, that's that's saying something for Enumclaw. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Right? But, but you combine these um, these low rates with you know that type of opportunity, and and it, it's it's a good time to jump on something like that for sure. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so yep. Higher loan limits now. That's going to impact a, a lot of areas, especially if you're outside of King Pierce, Snohomish County. You know where uh, I've I've had customers that are looking in Pierce County, let's say. And they're looking for um, waterfront, mm -hmm. uh, or 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 a more a view home or something like that. And and you know they're looking at those loan limits. Well, now all of a sudden they they went up significantly compared to last year. And uh, but then you jump over the county line into Kitsap, right? And you lose one hundred fifty thousand oh, dollars yeah. in loan limit, or you're going into a jumbo type loan, which changes all of the rules, all the minimum down payments and underwriting requirements and everything. So right. so this is really really good news and uh, something to. Double check, you know, even if you're already pre-approved for financing, you think you're capped out at a certain limit, you know, this could open up uh, some additional opportunities. Yeah, that's true. And these no, new loan limits are available right now. You don't have to wait till 2021 uh, to take advantage of those. Good to know. Yes, because you're right. There's a lot of people that we work with that when we start asking them questions about how long they've been looking. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Many oh, yeah. times we've had people, it's months to sometimes two years. Right. And so things have changed significantly since they looked into it. Big so yep. it's worth it to always go and check your numbers. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, can I remind people yeah. about pre-approvals yes. and remembering who you actually send your paperwork to? Because uh, I have some. Wait, 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 what? No, <laughs> no I say this um, because I'm working with, and it's not someone that's a mutual client between me mm -hmm. and you. Yeah. But I did have this funny moment. Like we went to get ready to, I've been working with him for over a month. Yeah. And we finally were ready to start, um, you know, putting offers out. And this will go to part of my other conversation in this show today about condos. But, um, you know, up front they had told me that, oh yeah, no, we're, we're pre-approved. We have all this. We have a letter. And I look at the letter and I'm reading it and I see pre-qualification, oh not pre-approval. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, we're about to put an offer in on a roughly $1.4 million place. And um, hmm, thinking that's not awesome. I don't have an approval. And, yeah. And then, so I end up finally talking to the loan officer and he's telling me, he's like, I, you know, and my client's telling me, he's like, oh yeah, I, I sent him all that stuff. And I'm like, hmm. So I end up on the phone with this guy who's, you know, based back a couple states away and a couple time zones away, I should say. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking him, I'm like, well, you know, my client says this, but I, your letter says this. I'm like, what, can you give me some feedback, some <laughs> yeah. background here? He's like, I don't know, but I don't have, he's like, I have access to some of his stuff because of his, you know, portfolio information with our company, but I don't have all that other stuff. And I'm like, hmm. So then, of course, I have to go back to the customer and I'm saying, you know, like, we're about to submit an offer and I need to explain to this, you know, other agent kind of where we're at. And I said, 
did did you send it? He he went. He got really red faced, and he went. I had already sent that to two other companies, and I thought I'd send it to him, but apparently I had not. He's like, I am so sorry. Is it going to slow us down? I'm like, not yes. too bad. Well, a little <laughs> bit, but not too bad. I mean, as long as you were good there, we'll probably be fine here. But please very quickly get that on over to him, okay? So, anyway, those things happen. But other things happen, such as messages, and those are coming right up on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590, The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. And Sundays from 3 to 4 and always on podcast. There you go. Stitcher, yes. Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout. You name it. Yes. What go. You'll, I, there's too many. I don't even have them all memorized, Derek. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> there's way too many sites to go to for podcasting. That's but right. I, I personally listen to it on Spotify because <laughs> that's kind of my favorite and who I pay for. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but the other thing is, don't forget, we're starting to start um, uploading some of these episodes also now to YouTube. <laughs> now, it's not as prolific yet. I say yet because it there, takes though. time. Yeah, yeah. It takes time and you and I have... A lot of content. Uh, we do. We a do. A load of content. Yes. I was interested, you know, we were looking at some of the stats for that, and one of mm -hmm. our most downloaded podcasts was talking about reverse mortgages. Yes. I was surprised by that. Why? Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know, just because, um, you know, that either tells me it's a it's a really relevant topic or some of our listeners are really getting up there. <laughs> it might be all of the above. Could be either one. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, you know... It, Honestly, though, um, part of that could be just that there's still a lot of question marks out in the consumer mm -hmm. mind. And misinformation, about them. too. Well, it's yeah. not just misinformation, but also it sometimes doesn't always have a good name because mm -hmm. they've been done incorrectly in the past. Yes, and so there's absolutely. like some bad tastes in some people's mouths around that. Yeah, um, yeah. Completely understandable. But yes, our episode does actually go through like the good stuff of that mm -hmm. and what the realities are. Yeah. And, you know, Good, bad, ugly, and different. How to responsibly how to use look it. at it. Yeah. Yes, how to actually do it and some of the things, the checks and balances that are now in place mm -hmm. on those programs Correct. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, I love the content that we put out because it's, um, you know, usually quite topical, relevant. We're bringing real world experiences in, storytelling behind a lot of this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because we don't just sit here and say, hey, we're telling you this because we think we know all the answers. It's like, no, we're out in the trenches fighting the battles every mm -hmm. day um, because that's sometimes what it feels like. That's why I mentioned, you know, before we took the break of you got to remember who you've sent your documentation to right. and, you know, you got to remember <laughs> so that, you know, you have the right pre-approval letter in place when you're about to submit an offer. Right. Or, and th th this is something too with, you know, you're talking about pre-approvals uh -huh. and, and we've harped on this many, many times, but there's a so difference between a pre-qualification, which is just my opinion, mm -hmm. a, a, a system approval, mm -hmm. which is kind of the garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. If I plug in a person's income and their assets. Yep. Send it to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. They come back, say, yep. yep, this looks good. You know, that's only as good as the data I've input. Yep. You know, we, we like to go to a full underwrite yep. where, the, where it's, the documents are actually being reviewed. Uh, that's super, super important right now mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID. Because the underwriting rules have specific requirements for COVID right now. Uh, and not everybody, you know, fits neatly into a box. A good example, we have a, 
A, well, um, if they do, they need to have a mask on. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Don't get into a box without a mask on. Or, or yeah. a box that's a sneeze guard like that, what we're sitting exactly. here with. Exactly. <laughs> we got our little compound here. But uh, if um, we have a, a client right now who is uh, works for a nail salon, and, and she receives um, an hourly rate, and she receives tip income. Okay. Well, the nails in, in last year, she made good money. The year before that, she made good money. Yeah. This year, the Not salon so was closed down for three months. Of course. Right? Yeah. Well, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, in fact, I just sat in on about a two-hour meeting um, earlier this morning. They are not giving us any grace on on this rule for mm. a conventional loan or an FHA or VA loan. What they're saying is, is you know, if, if the income from this year compared to last year has declined, the income mm-hmm. is lower this year, we got to use a lower income. Right. And we have to average it. Even, even if they can see a trend that's coming right. back up. And, and let's say, you know, we've got uh, 11 months of income or 11 months, you know, or, you know, we've got income through November, but the business was closed for three months. I'm not allowed to average it over eight months. I have to average that income over 11 months which pulls the income, oh, averages man. the numbers down. Well, if you don't know that rule, let's say mm-hmm. that you're a, a loan officer and you're working for, I don't know, um, a, a big a big bank and you're you're new at this. Mm-hmm. Somebody walks up to your desk and says, hey, you know, here's my pay stubs, here's my W-2s, here's all this information. You do a system approval where you just kind of put in what you think the income is, comes back approved, congratulations, you're approved. Guess what? You're right. not underwritten. That could be a that could be a huge problem, you know. So so, we we really worry about this and we fret about this. That's why we like to do a full underwrite mm-hmm. because we don't want to send somebody out with you, Reba, or out looking for a no. new home, you know, if our approval is not solid. And uh, and you know us. I mean, we've. I'll be on. I'll be frank. That um, don't but don't call me Frank. Uh, <laughs> we've had clients start to get irritated. When we're pushing them through that process. Right. But I'll tell you what, listeners, our deals close on time. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we close. Done, <laughs> and they close. Because there's still huge fallout mm-hmm. in the number of deals that are going underway. That's right. And and that is why. And the reason we have a nearly 100%, the only reason I don't have a 100% close rate on buyers in 18 years. Mm-hmm. Is because one guy during the housing crisis, you remember, because we worked on him together, one year into it in a short sale, they changed the look back on alternate credit mm-hmm. and went from a 12 to a 24-month review, and he had one late payment mm-hmm. on a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And that threw the deal out. It out. And yeah. so he, based on that experience, then went and built traditional credit two years later bought a house mm-hmm. so we did get him done but he is the one the <laughs> well, one deal in 18 years that was a financial right. thing and right. I, and i gotta tell I mean, you listeners, people lose their jobs or midstream yes. or things like that happen yeah. or get laid off yeah you know, but, but i mean i'll just tell yeah. you it's it's a rarity for us but i can tell you over and over we hear about other agents who aren't going through that with the lenders and their clients and they're not pushing that and and that's why we still see sellers getting ticked off. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I'm on the MLS weekly basis. There's the marketing remarks. Buyers financing failed. You know this mm-hmm. and that. I mean it's yeah it's real. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And and you know so that's where you know training is important. You know with our loan officers. But but you know what 
there isn't a there isn't like a, a set protocol that every loan officer has to follow. Every loan officer should know this information, uh, but but not every company teaches it, yeah. and and not every loan officer takes the time to study it up themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. to be a loan officer like any good industry, if you're going to be a professional in the industry, you have to be a student of that industry. You yeah. have to be learning constantly and following the updates, following the guidelines. Um, which we're still averaging over 100 loan rule changes every month. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to keep up on. Yeah, and there's a ton. if you're not, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you're giving advice to, to clients, and then you're sending them out there, you know, looking for homes. That's that's a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. So. No, we've, you and I have worked and partnered together for so many years that, you know, it's, I I can't tell my team enough to pay attention to the conversations that we're having with you and your team about what needs to happen and why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it really, in fact, I I tell my team all the time to listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the the frustration that I have when I'm like, "So did you listen to that episode?" And they're looking at me, and I'm like, "Seriously." Listen to the show <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, well, I am because I have to train constantly. Right. Sure, so we're constantly training and the amount of knowledge. I mean, I'll put it this way. Eric, we've we've got more and more of our listeners contacting us and giving us feedback, not just about the show, but they're asking us about, you know, their homes and their loans mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and listeners, thank you so much for that. We really oh, we love appreciate it. We love it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that you're 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 learning a lot about us and you're trusting what we're saying and you're hearing that it works because it does. And, and, and you're reaching out. That's why I laugh when I have new staff where I'm like, why listen, please listen. You're driving me crazy. Like I'm going to send you individual shows. Like listen to this one. Okay. Listen to this one now. (laughs) And we're actually setting up a training protocol around our show to say, these are shows that cover these topics so that you can be knowledgeable. Because the thing is, is I can only be in so many places one time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I want all of my team to be excellent. And so I want them to all get the benefit of the wisdom that both you and I bring to the table because we see it all the time, mm-hmm. right? You know, we're we just do. constantly seeing it, constantly seeing it. It's not because I'm sitting here trying to blow smoke up, you know, both our, our skirts, <laughs> so to speak and say, Oh, aren't we great? But there's a reason why the close rate is as good as it is. Well, and it, it's because it's, it's preparation. You know, yeah. we can be like Russell Wilson, it's the separations and the preparation. It's Come a, on. It's important. It's it so is. important. It really is. I, um, I, I, I try every, every new, new customer I work with, I spend, you know, several hours working through their, their finances. I'm pre underwriting their file. I'm, I'm looking for things that I, I know can, can come up and cause issues down the road. And, um, and we do that, you know, just to avoid potential issues in the 11th hour. Nobody likes mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, no, they're not, and they're not good. No, that's never, never a good, never a good thing to do or a phone call to make. No. You know, so, so we have to be super careful about that, do our due diligence and everything. Well, and, and here's, uh, let me tell you what else is important about that because with inventory right now, mm-hmm. we, when we were first getting hit with COVID, right, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of um, shutdown, no new listings, right? Closing yep. out what was out there. Let me just tell you the seven day market watch right now, the number of new listings, 1,200. 1,200? This in is the last for, seven days in the entire counting? MLS. Wow. 1,200. And not, even listing price. What would three, be a, a normal number? What we had up until this month 
was uh, normally we were running around twenty three hundred to three thousand. Say so, it's a th- half or third. And the pendings are at twenty seven seventy six, which is also it's down, but it's down. still way above the listing number. Right, right? twelve hundred to twenty seven seventy six. Wow. The multiple offers are still in full effect in certain areas, yeah. but not everywhere. And that's one of the things that, you know, when we get back after the next set of messages. Yeah, I want to talk about condos. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do an update on that conversation we had about condos several weeks mm, ago. And yeah. just um, some of the stats and things that we've been finding as we've been looking at that. Because yeah. time on market is extended as well as, um, as what the turnover rate is. Right, right. right? So All of that makes a difference. Multiple buyers chasing not enough listings. Yeah, yeah. unless you're buying a condo downtown. Sound like a broken record. <laughs> yep, we do. But you know what? We'll just keep saying the news as it is. That's right. Is what it is. We don't make it up like those other guys, those financial dudes. <laughs> there you go. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage in Reba. Yes. Somebody has a question for you. How can they reach you? Well, if it's a generic question that me and my team can address, info at teamreba.com. So your comments about the show, your requests for new content, and any simple requests. If you want to do a private type thing, something that you don't want all of my team to see, please send that to me personally at Reba at TeamReba.com. And I know I'm really putting myself out there because I actually put my real cell phone on this this show. Uh, You can call or text me at 206-910-3429. But if you're going to call me, Please send me a text first so I know you're a listener because otherwise I think you might be a marketing call and I may not pick up. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, good advice. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And how about you, mister? Well, kind of the same thing. You can catch me by email, eric at ericismybanker.com. That's Eric with a C. And you can also call me also. I love the text in advance as well because we get um, some guy named Spam likely keeps calling me all the time. So, you know, I don't want yes, you to Yes, I have that, that too. I have potential Spam is what <laughs> right. mine is called. Yeah. Well, anyway, but you can reach me 206-915-ERIC, 915-3742. Okay, fantastic. So um, before the break, yeah. you know, we were talking about, um, you know, what the market looks like in terms of inventory and everything that's out there. And it's looking mighty slim. It's looking really, really, really slim. Yeah. And um, the area where there's a little bit more inventory than would be normal is downtown condos, downtown Seattle in specific. Yeah. Right. Um, So I have a client, I mentioned them earlier about the whole pre-approval process. Um, and, And that's why we wanted to make sure we had all of our ducks in a row because we're strategizing about, you know, how we're approaching putting offers in on the condos that we've mm-hmm. looked at. Right. Yeah. So we yeah. we have been looking extensively and a couple of weeks ago we went through twenty one units, ten different buildings, but we, we studied even more than that. Right. And but, these are downtown Seattle or what, what areas? Yes. Yeah, so we're kind of Belltown, South Lake Union, Capitol Hill. Okay. Everything okay. within kind of basically walking distance to South Lake Union Tech yeah. Center. Right. Okay. Yeah. And we were looking at a combination of a private residence as well as future investment opportunities for this customer. Right. Okay. And 
with that, so some of the buildings, we had multiple units that they could look at as a private residence. Others had multiple units that might be potential for the investment down the road. Mm-hmm. And we're checking out all the amenities. You know, And so here's the thing, listeners. Every condo buildings are all very different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have boutiques, which are, you know, maybe 60 or fewer units in a building. Um, you have major high rises where you've got 24 hour concierge. They've got pools and courts and rooms and, uh, you know, maybe sky, you know, sky view Gyms and places. All that kind of stuff, they yeah. have all kinds of amenities. A lot of, a lot of them now have the newer ones have like pet amenities. Mm. I mean, they're, they're high end, yeah. high, yeah. high, high end. Mm. Right. And so your dues often vary quite a bit on the type of building, whether it's a mid low rise uh, to high rise, you know, all of that kind of sure. stuff. The insurance is affected by the number of amenities and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. And, and what the building's made out of. So we're looking at everything. Right. And they're not all the same across the board. But what was really interesting was when I started breaking down the individual buildings, because I thought there might be higher turnover in some than others. Mm-hmm. Sure. And there really wasn't. Interesting. Surprisingly yeah. enough, so nationally, what we typically see is turnover is around six percent, mm-hmm. right? And I'm I'm curious to see where we go post COVID, yeah. Um, be, because of all these low interest rates we keep talking about and right. people refinancing, how many people might stay in place a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Or hang on to those properties, so there may not be turnover. Maybe they turn them into rentals, right? But still don't turn them over, right? Yeah. Um. So. I'll be curious to see what happens with that number over time. So currently average around six. So the downtown condos, I kind of expected some buildings might've been higher, um, but they on average were about 7.5%. So they're actually kind of hanging in there then. They're not bad, but just that extra one and a half. (laughs) Right. Well, that's true. Yeah. Right. Is, um, is doing enough that what we're seeing is time on market is easily hitting for most of them 60 plus days. Compared to a single family home where it might be two or three days. Our, yes, our inventory in a lot of areas, like if I'm selling anything down in Tacoma right now, um, priced anywhere up to oh, about yeah. 600000 those houses are selling like hotcakes, yeah. right? Like within, you know. One or, day, one or two days. Yeah. In fact, most of the agents, if they're setting uh, review dates, are, are they're not even waiting a whole week. They're just doing four days to get a frenzy on it. Well, you and I have a good example of a mutual mm-hmm. client that made, I don't know how many offers on homes, five or five, six. at least. Yeah. And yeah. was really getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because but, there's multiple, multiple offers on every single home. Oh, yeah. Home. Yeah. But yeah. being tenacious and staying in there and yeah. working with someone who follows up. Yep. We have had multiple times this year where clients have had the multiple offers and then that thing Something comes back through. to us. You're right. Things That's fall through. Example of that. Yeah. Yeah. We had a cash yeah. deal fall through on one deal. Mm-hmm. They came back to us. We beat out two higher offers. Yeah. We have currently someone under contract, which we can't talk too much about, mm-hmm. but I will say had multiple offers. Mm-hmm. First deal fell through because they couldn't negotiate through the inspection. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you what, what I can say is during that inspection process, we're going in it with a real problem solving mindset. And because we're not knee jerk reacting, mm-hmm. we'll probably get through through all this just fine yeah. because we've got different ways that we come at the the solution. Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't try and immediately say, oh, well, she paid more. We're going to do this. And then that's going to happen. And, and then people get pissed off. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're coming up with real 
true solutions for these issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it, I will tell you, it requires a lot of conversations with a whole lot of individuals mm -hmm. and, and understanding what's going on on both sides of the coin. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you and I have always said negotiation is not about you just got the best deal and you hammered through the thing mm -hmm. you wanted. No. It's always got to work for both sides or right. it's just going to fail. That's right. You know, you're absolutely right. It's, it's got to be, it's got to make sense. It's got to be fair. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to feel okay yeah. about it. When you say there's a working relationship, relationship means get along. <laughs> okay. It doesn't mean there's a, now I will say, cause you know, I've gotten ticked off about this in the industry before where there's the nudge, nudge, wink, wink of some real estate agents. And mm. I'm like, don't do that. That's mm. not cool. No, like this is not us against the clientele. I, I, I think like an attorney, like I am representing these people. I am advocating their position and I am going to, I'm going to toe this line, but I'm going to, you know, think about, well, what's the other side got on their minds right? and how do we respond well, yeah, and react? It's the opposite of a attorney, attorney situation yeah, where, where one goes, they, it's more like goes mediation. in the corners and they come in the middle to duke it out. Mm -hmm. You know, with real estate, you've got a seller that wants to sell. You've got a buyer that yeah. wants to buy. Let's put them together. Right. You know, come up, uh, but come it, but it always agreement. has to be uh, reasonable, right? If mm -hmm. we ever get to a place where it's like, ooh, that's just trash, like, no, let's move. Mm -hmm. Like, if they're not going to address that, let's get out of here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where some of these deals, you know, we always say two things that kill the deals the most, it's financing and inspections, and inspections mm -hmm. come first. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right? So that's where you see a lot of these fallouts of, of some of the deals where you see a lot going pending. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about there's only 1,200 listings. I also want to point out the listing price reduced. I yeah. think because there's so, so much less inventory in right now, that number is currently 584 for the last week, and for the last many months running, it was hitting in the 800 to just barely over a thousand. Hmm. Yeah. So people are recognizing maybe like maybe they need to do an adjustment. I am seeing people make their adjustments a little faster mm -hmm. in most cases. Um, but going back to that conversation about the condos, I've had lots and lots of conversations with the different agents for those buildings. And many of them feel, especially now that we have talk of a vaccine coming up, mm -hmm. many of them, especially on the um, kind of more high end units, are saying, hey, we think in six months, once we have vaccines coming out and things like that and people start going back to work, we think this is going to pull out. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we're not going to have a knee-jerk reaction to just drop, 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 drop. And a lot of times when someone owns something that's that valuable, oftentimes, uh, like what, what I've noticed in a lot of those high-end units around here, they're not people who live here full-time. Well, that was my question. How do you reconcile that with, in, in my mind, I'm thinking pandemic, of course, mm -hmm. but I'm also thinking we, that, that we, we really have some lifestyle changes going on mm -hmm. now. Folks don't yes, have do. to go into their office. They can yep. work remotely. And then you combine that with the summer we had in downtown Seattle mm -hmm. with the riots and everything still lingering on. And a lot of the restaurants that have closed down and it will mm -hmm. never reopen. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so that the amenities in Belltown, in downtown Seattle, South Lake Union mm -hmm. are, are far fewer. Yeah. Than with they the were. cruise industry hit, that's definitely oh, impacted yeah. all those same businesses. Sure. And so, yeah, they've they've been double whammied. Right. All of that. Yeah. So how do you reconcile that, though? I'm, I'm surprised that the condo market hasn't been hit harder, to be honest. I, you know, I. Same thing. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, I don't even know how to fully respond to it because, you know, when I'm talking to some of these agents who are saying, well, you know, 
we, with the vaccine, we think things are going to be fine in just a little while. Well, some of those restaurants that are gone aren't coming back. They're not. No. Now, I will say, I have had some conversations with people who just by luck were restaurant owners, sold their businesses last year, and are like, hey, here's some opportunity. Mm. A bunch of these like key perfect spaces are maybe going to be available coming up okay and they're biding their time holding on to their cash from you know their sellouts saying hmm let me just keep an eye on this Mm -hmm. i mean i've had these very real conversations with people about that and i'm like well and for anyone who wants to be new and entrepreneurial at that time maybe you know like maybe some of the people will have a next week's show maybe they'll look at some of those spaces right um because there there are a number of people because commercial kitchens are hard to come by and expensive. They're very expensive. The tenant improvements around those are very, very difficult to do. Um, so you know it's going to get interesting. But um, but going back to the the owners of those condos, there are some where uh, this was a secondary home, and mm-hmm. so we have a lot of people who are saying, well, if we don't need it, and they're willing to hang on. They're like because they they are people of means who they're like, well, okay, not such a big deal. We'll just hang on. We don't have to get desperate with our pricing. So they're willing to hold it. Yeah. But um, there's even more conversations that um, I think when we get back after this break, we can still continue this if you're not tired of the condo talk yet. (laughs) Okay. But um, we'll be back after these messages at Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. How you like my saxophone playing? Pretty good? <laughs> that, that, that was great. Hi, I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba, and I am not pretending like I'm playing yeah. a saxophone. Well, and I'm Eric Oz from Homebridge <laughs> Financial, and actually I'm a trombone guy, not a saxophone I guy. I did French anyway. horn, but I think, I think saxophone is very sexy. And if oh. I can just give um, my buddy Brent from Page Sellers a shout-out, because uh, I did have some of that wine recently. He has a beautiful wine called So Saxy. Oh, really? Page Sellers. It's an award winner, and rightly so, because it is delish. Wow. That's super delicious red blend. Mm, So good. You know, just a little over a year ago, I saw The Who at at CenturyLink Field. (laughs) Of course. And they had. Oh, I remember when you went to that. They redid their, their whole format, they had a full orchestra there. Cool. And I, I knew everybody in the entire French horn section. And you um, did not. I did. Yeah, yeah. These are some of the, some of them are clients of mine and friends. And uh, it was they were texting me, you know, while you know while the show is going on because they were so excited, you know, playing with the Who. And uh, it, was, it was just fantastic. But, Very yeah, cool. Got some good friends that are French horn players. Yeah. I was forced to learn it, so I don't know. Like I have a, I have a deep appreciation for it, but yeah. it's not, you know, I don't look back on that with Fondness. a lot of love. No, <laughs> no, because well, I, I, I was forced to have to learn. Like yeah, everyone else sure. starts earlier. Yeah. I was in a gifted program. I was bored at school. They're like, yeah, yeah. hey, let's, we'll have you do something. Go sit in a room by yourself, teach yourself how to play the French horn. Oh, fun! Literally, oh, I spent a year. Awful. It yeah. was, no. <laughs> which is why I don't think of it fondly. Yeah. Oh. You know, I did well, but it was like, yeah. why do, am I being tortured like this? <laughs> oh, boy. Solitary confinement with a brass instrument. That's like, right. what? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Anyway, listeners, there's a little factoid about me. Okay. If we ever, if we ever do a contest, that might be one of the factoids. There you go. 
<laughs> what instrument did yeah. Reba play? <laughs> what she re- hates. Yes. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't look fondly back at there it. There you go. <laughs> so uh, anyway. All right. But well, hopefully uh, yes. at some point in the future, we're going to look fondly back at COVID. the Seattle real estate market. And <laughs> During COVID. And what COVID did to it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So before the break, we were just yeah. kind of wrapping up talking about the condo market. Yeah. And I don't know, my surprise that mm-hmm. it's hanging in there, uh, especially yeah. given the headwinds we faced with not only COVID, but a homeless issue and mm-hmm. rioting and restaurants yeah. closing Eviction down. moratoriums because a lot of them are filled with renters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's been quite and, and then a lot of H-1B visa people leaving, leaving, you know, right. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, there's still people who want to experience a downtown lifestyle. I just mm-hmm. I've I've had a couple of people say, well, no, that's that's my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Or that's something I still want to experience in my life. Yeah. And for some of them, they think right now might be a better time because it's not as jam-packed downtown. True. And, yeah. you know, yeah. so they're and they're not having as much noise and whatnot. Although I was making a joke with one of my friends who just moved into downtown in an apartment building. Um, and, you know, he was he was telling me a couple of different things. I was like, I don't know if you want to go for a jog at this time of night. But, you know, go for it. See what happens. You know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't do that at 930 myself. No, but, no. you know, I, but then again, I, you know, who am I to really say? Because right. I'm not I'm not down there at night. Right. And when you're down there every day, you kind of get a feel for. Yeah. You know where the safe places to go mm, are and stuff like sure. that. And that's always the challenges people want to, you know. So I will say when I was looking with these clients, a lot of their reactions to some of the buildings. It, I mean, you and I have talked about this on our show several times. Where are the homeless encampments? Where mm-hmm. are like are they affecting buildings? Your your building could be impacted by what people see. Okay, and I'm also going to admit an embarrassing thing here, uh, or maybe it won't be embarrassing. Maybe our listeners are like me and they don't ever read that book. Um, but we were in one building. Um, you might know. I don't know why I'm about to say this. Do you know anything unique about the Escala building? No. Nothing okay. Well, I don't. I did not. In the face, yeah. I, I knew when it was built. Mm-hmm. A lot of the yeah. specs about it being done. It has all these like private elevators mm-hmm. and stuff to a bunch of the units, and it's very unique in that design. Mm-hmm. And they originally did it thinking there'd be like a condo restaurant in there mm-hmm. for the you know, and then that all went terribly oh, wrong. Fell apart. Well, because yeah. they didn't do their homework. Right. Um, you know, so there were a bunch of things that um, were supposed to be, but didn't end up being. But what I didn't know, you know, the book Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And the movie. Yeah. Apparently, part of it done there. Oh, And really? I did not know that. And so mm. I'm there with my clients, and they're trying to take pictures of this place because they just moved here from Japan. You know, so they're, like, taking pictures of all the places that we're going to because they need it for reference when we get done. And and the concierge is like, um, um, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry, but with the movie, there are no photos to be done in the, you know. And we were like, oh, and they what? looked at me, and they're like, what, what movie? And I went, I do not know. Yeah. <laughs> because... No. I was not a fan of the concept of that book, and I definitely didn't see the movie either. I have not. And No, all I know is what I've heard about it. And the it, weirdest yeah. meeting I've ever had was a former lender I knew and another uh, like financial planner. We had a meeting. This was when Robin was back on the uh-huh. team. Yeah. We had a meeting, and this lady was like super late to our meeting, and she shows up, and she puts this book on the table. And Paul grabs it and starts reading out of it. And it's 50 shades of gray. He just starts randomly reading in the oh, center no. of the book. And Ooh. it's like some sex scene. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> me and my team member like, are just looking at each hmm. other like, is someone filming this? Yeah, like, what's what is, going on? Is this being, a joke? being punked. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was extremely awkward. 
<laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, I mean, my face is red right now thinking about it again. And All right. I'm just like, what uh. is what is your favorite filmed in Seattle movie? But uh, I know I have mine. I don't know. And don't say Sleepless in Seattle. I mean, you. I did. I did yeah. like that one a lot. You did. I did like he, it. He I've watched get, it several times. He gets in a rowboat I know, but that's, on his that's, boathouse that's in Lake Union. Movie. I know, that's He rows false. for two minutes and he's on Alki Beach. I know, I get that. <sighs> I get that. I know yeah. that that's incorrect. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the movie's bad. <laughs> no, it's an it okay movie. It just means movie. it's inaccurate in a depiction right, of right. something. But, no, no, you know, no, no. I mean, because there's, um, was it Singles was done here. That was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that one. Okay, I well, gotta I got to go back. Limo. I got to go all the uh, way back to John Wayne. Okay, oh, one of I was the last say, movies he did uh-huh. in his life called McHugh, filmed in downtown Seattle. And, I don't think uh, I've ever seen that. Oh, uh, it's okay. a, it's a good one. Yeah. Wasn't the say anything? I yes, I think so. I think, or so. at least parts of it were. Yeah, parts of um, it were. That that absolutely women my age. Yeah. Hello, early fifties women. We all like <laughs> the boombox oh, in right, the rain. Right, right. Yeah, Come yeah. on. Oh yeah, yeah. Peter Gabriel. Yeah, right there. You Come go. on. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think that was your know, ten things I hate about you, but I think that might have been Tacoma, Julia that, Stiles. Yeah, I think that was Tacoma. Yeah, that's different. Anyway, we're countless, way countless off topic. movies that are supposed to be here, but they're filmed in Vancouver. A- exactly, for the tax yeah, a whole bunch of them. Yes. Anyway, but, so condos hanging in there. Yeah, so they seem to okay. be. I mean, generally speaking, they're not. They're, I mean, we're seeing uh, price reductions. A lot of them are not selling at one hundred percent of original list price or the final list price. What we're seeing also is that they're kind of averaging about five percent. If it if it's okay. off what current yeah. last list is, okay. it's about five percent off hmm. um, asking prices a lot of times. And then um, some people are really kind of shooting the moon on where they think they are. And so sometimes we're seeing as much as uh, fifteen to twenty percent off original asking prices. Um, but that's also frequently in higher price points. Well, that's getting into so. the territory where some folks might be starting to think about that if you're looking long term, mm-hmm. jumping in. And, and can I also just point out when I did that research on all of this, mm. we were looking at what was happening pre COVID and now. Yeah. And that turnover rate hadn't really adjusted much. <laughs> so I will also say, and this might have something to do with maybe I think the income range. Mm-hmm. of some of the folks buying these yeah. units. Um, as long as we still have, uh, and I think one of its life changes as well as maybe good tax advice, uh, a lot of these yeah. tech folks are getting good advice of, you know, hey, if you live in a place two out of five years and you get to take advantage of capital gains exemptions, mm-hmm. right. um, many of them are doing that. They're going to just tough it out. Yeah, sure well, they- and, and they're buying into buildings where it's, um, you know, no rental caps, things like that, mm-hmm. so that they know that they can rent them out when they're done living there for two or three years, and then they move on to something else, or maybe they now get married and have kids and that kind of thing. So yeah. there's there's some interesting things that are adjusting out there. Yeah, we'll keep a close eye on that as, we as the months go on. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up another episode of Open House of Team Reba. Thanks for listening in. We hope you enjoy today's show and contact us if you have other ideas. But thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. See you Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer.
preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.